Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bombas socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, Undying Light listeners. I am your host, Pastor Alex, and we are back at it once again with another brand new episode. This week, we are going to wrap out our time in the book of Psalms, and we're going to spend a little bit more time, uh, hopefully, trying to answer and articulate some of the questions uh, behind some of the various psalms that we have. We talked a little bit extensively last week about it, but we're going to dig into them hopefully a little deeper. Uh, I don't know how long this show will be, but this will be the only one we will, or last one we'll do really on the psalms. So before we get into the content, a um, couple house cleaning tips. First of all, we've got, so before we get into everything, a uh, couple of things. Uh, again, I think I'm just repeating myself because I just had to take a text for a funeral I'm working on. Uh, so forgive me for that matter, but what we've got coming this, uh, up in the show is, uh, the conclusion of the formula of Concord that will air next Tuesday. So we have worked ourselves through most of the book of Concord, not extensively, but we've gone through a lot of the big articles and talked, uh, in, in general context around them. Uh, we are actively working through the baptismal series as well for, uh, the undying light patrons. And you can come join us for as little as a dollar a month, or you can pay your whole year up front, and it would be uh, about 10 bucks and some change. So by all means, join us, and you'll get access to early release shows, exclusive episodes, uh, and exclusive content. And we are going to be hopefully running some new promos and such like that coming your way soon. With the uh, Undying Light, like uh, for instance, when I say exclusive shows, I'm working through Hosea with him, and uh, I just released Chapter 5 commentary to him today. So we are actively and always working through uh, something for them and uh, producing content, and, and it's usually in large quantities, um, but they seem to enjoy it, I guess. So come join us, dollar a month or 10 bucks for a whole year, or you can give more if you choose, but... Uh, 
it's not necessarily about the dollar amount. It's about the community. Uh, you'll get access to our Discord server and uh, join the community of Christians there from all different walks of life. Uh, some wonderful people. I absolutely love all of my patrons. So uh, that's the patron spiel. The logos uh, spiel is the same that it is every week. I'm literally using Logos Bible software to take care of these episodes for me in terms of providing all of the information I need on my screen. I have uh, my ESV study Bible. I have my ESV Bible I have my Lutheran study Bible and my book of Concord I have my reformation study Bible I have all the commentaries I need. I have all the different, um, translations of Bibles that I can need, you know, all the way back to like the Geneva, uh, Bible. I've got, um, the 1611 King James. I've got the 95 NASB and I've got all sorts of different translations. So, uh, Logos is uh, instrumental in helping me put together everything and keep my mind straight uh, as we work through these episodes and hopefully uh, provide enough content that you'll uh, get a little bit more knowledge out of uh, the content of the shows. So that's really it. You know, I, I try not to <laughs> bombard you with too much. Uh, in fact, I've even taken out those mid-roll commercials because they just weren't really working out. Um, and I always forget to put a, uh, the minute cue in during the show and, you know, so, you know, we'll, we're on the ads at the beginning and the end of the show and, uh, we will continue advertising patron because that's how, you know, we grow this podcast family and, uh, we are, I am going through some adventures, if you would, trying to find new means to grow this show, uh, outside of just social media in hopes that uh, in time I can come back and uh, we can have a larger listener base. So I'm very excited for the potential of the show. Um, you know, we're three years in and we are literally just beginning. It feels like we've got so much left to do and uh, we've got so much content to work through. We will never be without something on this show. And I hope that we can take this show on for many many, many years. And even if that means revisiting topics, you know, five or 10 years down the road, it'll be much different change of pace then. Um, you know, as far as I'm concerned, as long as you still listen to this show, I will still produce it. So that's kind of where I'm at. Uh, you know, it's funny. I asked a good friend of mine, uh, who is a very loyal listener. I asked him, I said, you know, I'm curious, uh, what sort of improvements could I make to the show to, you know, really entice people to listen? And he, his first thing that he said was he's really, he really likes the fact that I don't banter for a long time on the beginning of the show. And as I'm, uh, I don't know if (laughs) I'm kind of moshed of episodes I've recorded, but, uh, on one of them, I mentioned whether it's this coming Tuesday or in the baptismal episode later that I don't generally do much banter on my Tuesday shows and I save that for Friday. And so Friday is a, you know, a five, six, eight minute banter. Uh, just, you know, rounding out all of the options that you can use to support this ministry. And then I get into the content of the show. Sometimes it's longer. Sometimes I hit 10 minutes, but today it looks like we're going to end it at six and a half and we're going to get into some content at hand and, uh, we'll go from there. So I, again, just want to say thank you for tuning into Undying Light. And I hope that you guys enjoy this ministry. And uh, as long as you're listening, we will keep uh, playing it and keep recording. So we're in the book of Psalms 
And if you don't know anything about Psalms, go back and listen to last Friday's episode and you'll get a very, very beginner's introduction to the book of Psalms. We did not go very deep, but we took a, you know, a a 20,000, excuse me, foot view of the book itself. Um, We didn't get into uh, too much detail in terms of the layout. Uh, That's what we're going to look at a little bit more closely today. Um, so it's different in its construct than a regular book that we've done in the past. So when we did Proverbs and, uh, any other books that we've done, you know, the two-parter episodes on, uh, it was, you know, here's the introduction to the, to the book. And then here's the outline of the book. And this is what you can expect when you read through that. But with Psalms, there's 150 of them. They all come from, uh, and they're kind of grouped together. They all, you know, and, and so they're not all from the same author, not all from the same time period. And so they don't, they wouldn't fit in a traditional outline. So when we look at the book of Psalms, we have divided it into essentially five smaller books. And I said these last week, but this is what we're going to dig in today. Uh, Psalms 1 through 41, these are the intensely personal Psalms of David. Psalms 42 through 52, or 72, my apologies, are Psalms of David in the kingdom, naturalistic, nationalistic. Psalms 73 through 89 are the Psalms of Asaph and the sons of Korah, and they are nationalistic. Psalm 90 through 106 are the anonymous Psalms and laments. Psalm 105 through 150 are songs of laments, uh, songs of ascents and praise, Psalms of David. Psalm 79 or 73 through 89 I appear to have some dis- dis- I can't speak English today dyslexia and I'm going to leave that blooper in there just for your comical needs. Uh, see we're <laughs> we're all fallible podcast hosts. We don't we're not perfect. Um, and and I always uh, you know have sat on the show if you're coming for a show that's absolutely perfect in every facet, this isn't the show for you because I'm going to mess up words. I'm going to jumble up stuff. My tongue is going to get twisted and tied and uh, you'll probably hear me cough. Uh, you won't hear me sneeze, but uh, you know, I, I do a lot of throat clearing. I've got a lot of, you know, I'm a big, I'm a big breather. Like I have like big lungs and so I'm a heavy breather and hopefully and <laughs> Uh, with this new mic, I can mitigate some of that for you. So I tried not to take such deep breaths when I'm uh, doing the show. But anyways, I, it's raw. You know, I, I want to be real for you guys. I want you guys to know that there's a real man behind the mic, a pastor of a small church in a small town in Iowa. And uh, I do this out of the love of scripture and I do this out of the love for you listening. So uh, Psalm 73 through 89 are often associated with early writers, but may reflect use for later events. Older Psalms may have been adopted, uh, adapted according to the needs of the worshipers, making the dating of the Psalms especially difficult. Psalm 40, uh, 79, the introduction, uh, we will look at that in a few moments. Uh, many believe 90 through 106 were brought together after both Israel and Judah had fallen. The hopes of a great nation established by King David had been crushed by the Babylonian captivity. In answer to that defeat, the the Psalms direct the people's attention to God as the everlasting king. And uh, so the Psalm 79 is another lamenting psalm, if you would. Uh, And it's, it's not too long, 13 verses. We read a couple of the verses here. 
Uh, a song of Asaph, O God, the nations have come into your inheritance. They have defiled your holy temple. They have laid Jerusalem in the ruins. They have given the bodies of your servants to the birds of the heavens for food, the flesh of your faithful to the beasts of the earth. They have poured out their blood like water all around Jerusalem, and there was no one to bury them. We have become a taunt to our neighbors and mocked and deriled by those around us. So dating is a, is a challenge with these Psalms. It's hard to pin specific dates based upon the construct of the writing. And so uh, that's why we said last week, we've dated some of these all the way back to uh, the earliest um, times with Moses and all the way up through David and then some. Uh, so interesting little note here, uh, each of these ancient books, all five of them that make up the collection of the Psalms, uh, they all end with a doxology. So in, uh, the first book at the end of chapter 41, verse 13, we have a doxology at cha- uh, chapter, uh, Psalm 72, 18 through 20, Psalm 89, verse 50, 106, verse 48 and 50. And then, or 45 through 50. Uh, The divisions for these Psalms may be taken, uh, may have taken place as early as the third century BC. And early Jewish commentators suggest that the five books of the Psalms are comparable to the five books of Moses. So an interesting little uh, parallel between the Psalms and Moses. So, when we, you know, look, I, I can, I can, we could probably do, a, you know, a hundred shows, 150 shows, 200 shows on the Psalms and we would not exhaust them. We could do 500 shows on the Psalms and we would never exhaust them. Uh, the Psalms are, 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 carry such depth and weight and power uh, and beauty with them that they are truly magnificent and, uh, and as Luther exclaims, it's probably, they're probably one of the most, uh, they're, they're, you know, right along, uh, book of Romans, I would say the Psalms are something that the Christians should be reading on a regular basis. And I would venture to say you should read, uh, one of the types, depending on your mood, if you're, you know, struggling and, and dealing with troubles, then look at Psalms that deal with lamenting and things like that. And if you're looking for praise and glory to God, then, Search out those praise psalms, and we'll dig into that a little bit for you. So as we uh, look at some of the possible historical context to each of these books, uh, we have the uh, book 1, which is 1 through 41. We have the life of David, which is 11th century B.C. This is the time of the tabernacle. Uh, Then we have 42 through 72, the reigns of David and Solomon, the 11th and 10th centuries B.C., time of the first temple. And then we have 73 through 89. This is the reign of Solomon, 10th century BC. Uh, and some of these uh, are difficult to date. And then 90 through 106 or through the end, uh, we have historical context less clear. Some of the Psalms refer to earlier writers such as Moses, as Psalm 90 does, and David, as Psalm 122 does. But others refer to the time of exile in Babylon, 137, or the 6th, 6th century BC. And so there's there's struggle again with dating these letters and some of them are harder to date. And that's why uh, we need to understand that context that they're not all written by David. They're not all written by Solomon. They weren't all written in the 10th and 11th centuries. So 
it pays well for us to know that they just are written by a variety of people through time, but they all bring together the same message. And I want to read Psalm 90. We, uh, there's 17 verses here. We probably won't read all of it, but let's, let's start here. It says a prayer of Moses, the man of God, Lord, you have been our dwelling place in all generations before the mountains were brought forth or ever you have formed the earth and the world from everlasting to everlasting. You are God. You return man to dust and say, return old children of man for a thousand years in your sight are, but as yesterday when it is past or as a watch in the night, you sweep them away as they flood. They're like a dream, like grass that is renewed in the morning, like uh, in the morning it is flourished and is renewed. And in the evening it fades and withers for we are brought to an end by your anger, by your wrath. We are dismayed. You have set our iniquities before you, our secret sins in the light of your presence. For all of our days pass away under your wrath. We bring our years to an end like a sigh. The years of our life are 70 or even by reason of strength, 80. Yet they span is but toil and trouble and they are soon gone and we fly away. Who considers the power of your anger and your wrath according to the fear of you? So teach us to number our days that we may get a great heart of wisdom. Return, O Lord, how long? Have pity on your servants. Satisfy us in the morning with your steadfast love that we may rejoice and be glad all of our days. Make us glad for as many days as you have afflicted us and for as many years as we have seen evil. Let your work be shown to your servants and your glorious power to your children. Let the favor of the Lord of our God upon us and establish the work of our hands upon us. Yes, establish the work of our hands. That's Psalm 90. It's a beautiful Psalm. Absolutely beautiful. Uh, and <clears throat> interestingly enough, it's it's a it references Moses, but it doesn't necessarily say that Moses is the author of this. But we do have references. This could have been a prayer that Moses may have written down, and and somebody at a later date may have come by, you know, and, and pulled it out of a stack of Jewish papers and or you know parchment and and you know copied down something else or added to it. Uh, we we don't really know in some of these cases, but we do know that you know according to uh, you know history, uh, all 150 psalms are collected together into one cohesive book called the Psalms, and all 150 of these are demonstrated to us as the Word of God, and so we shouldn't you know get so tied up in the authorship or dates so much. It's it's helpful to know them. But when we, when we come back to reassure ourselves of the importance of them, they are uh, written for many seasons of man. And so that's why I find many authors over many times wrote these so they can convey a very different message at different times. So before we get into... Um, the categories of the Psalms. Uh, I'm going to read a couple. I'm going to read a little bit of blessings for the readers. Uh, the Israelites used two different names for the Psalms as a collection of holy writings: uh, the Tapalit and the the Tehillin. Uh, this is prayers and praises. 
These are the chief uses of the Psalms in all ages as described by Luther above. The Psalms have a way of collecting with the daily concerns of our lives and guiding us in a heartfelt prayer and worship. For these reasons, they remain the most devotional portion of Scripture and an inscription of hymnals and prayer books. The third important use of the Psalms is instructional. They teach so much about the blessings and challenges of walking in the Lord's ways. They constantly point forward to the appearance of Jesus for our salvation. New Testament interpreters saw the life and words of David as foretastes and prophecies of the son of David, the Messiah. Christological Psalms include 2, 22, 41, 45, 69, and 110. All right, so let's get into some of these categories. And again, uh, there's some really neat ways you can read um, the Psalms. You can have it, uh, you know, over the course of a few weeks, uh, morning, uh, morning and evening. And uh, they have, you know, like if you're going to read it through uh, Lent season, they have certain Psalms. I have a neat little table on my, in my notes here. So like for Lent, you could read on Sunday, Psalm 84, Psalm 42, and then 32. And then on Monday, you would read 119 verses 73 through 80. And then you read 121, 6. This isn't a means to uh, read all 150 because they're going to bounce you around depending on the season. You know, the week of Easter, they have the week, they have general weeks, and then they have an Advent, and then they have uh, Christmas and through the New Year. And so it's interesting to see how some of the uh, charts will, you know, take it and break down um, kind of the complexities of reading all 150 books and keep you. Uh, focused on the importance of those books while reading it in a particular season. So we've got uh, 12 categories um, of the Psalms, and uh, we're going to read through some of them. We're going to hit a couple Psalms again, I think, depending on our time. We're getting closer to the end, but I want to make sure we get all 12 and some and some uh, demo some examples for that. So we have Psalm, uh, the first category of the Psalms is wisdom Psalms. This is Psalm uh, one. This is part of 19, 34, 37, 49, 73, 78, 111, 112, 119, 127, 128, 133, 139. I'm not going to read all of these again. You can just go and Google and hit categories of Psalms and and I preached a sermon on this to my uh, soup devotional last week, and I made the, the comment that some of these psalms might bleed over into a few more categories. And so depending on where you get your resources, you might see uh, some different alignments than what I would have on my screen. And that's fine because it's just a little bit means of a different interpretation or the fact that some of those authors may contribute it to be two or three or more different categories. So we have the uh, Messianic or the Royal Psalms. I'm going to read Psalm 2. I love these. Uh, these are some beautiful psalms, and uh, they range. There's 220, 21, 45, all the way up to 132, 144. And then they have the Enthronement Psalms 47, 93, and then 96 through 99. Here's Psalm number 2. Why do the nations rage and the peoples plot in vain? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, let us burst their bonds apart and cast away their cords from us. He who sits in the heavens laughs and the Lord holds them in derision. 
Then he will speak to them in his wrath and terrify them in his fury, saying, As for me, I have set my king on Zion, my holy hill. I will tell of the decree the Lord said to me, You are my son. Today I have begotten you. I ask of me, and I will make the nations your heritage. And the ends of the earth your possession, you shall break them with the rod of iron and dash them to pieces like a potter's vessel. Now, therefore, O kings, be wise. Be warned, O rulers of the earth. Serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. Kiss the son, lest he be angry and you perish in the way, for his wrath is quickly kindled. Blessed are all who take refuge in him. Beautiful psalm. Oh, man. I, you know, like I said, I love the psalms. And, and it's funny because, you know, probably earlier in my walk with Christ, many years ago at this point, uh, I would have just never paid too much attention to the psalms because I was like, ah, oh, they're poetry. I don't really care about it. But now being a pastor and in real, really living life with my congregation, these psalms are absolutely powerful and so comforting. And, and I, so I encourage you to spend the time and just dwell on these, just get a study Bible, get a commentary and just read and read and read and just spend your life reading the Psalms. And uh, you'll, you'll be, you'll be very happy with how that, (laughs) I hope how that turns out in the end. Um, obviously don't neglect the rest of the Bible, read that too, as you can. But I say, if you're reading something, read a Psalm as well. Uh, category three is the individual laments. This is uh, three through seven, 10 through 14, 16, 17, 8, 22, uh, 25 through 28, 61 through 64. There's a whole bunch of them in here. So women, Psalms that are lamenting are pretty common. Let's read Psalm number three. A Psalm of David, when he had fled from Absalom, his son, O Lord, how many are my foes? Many are against me. Many are saying for my soul, there is no salvation for him in God. But you, O Lord, are a shield about me, my glory and my lifter of my head. I cried out aloud to the Lord, and he answered me from his holy hill. I lie down and sleep. I woke again, and the Lord sustained me. I will not be afraid of many thousand people who have set themselves against me all around. Arise, O Lord, save me, O my God, for you strike all my enemies on the cheek. You break the teeth of the wicked. Salvation belongs to the Lord. Your blessing be on your people. Beautiful song. Now we have community laments. Again, and it spans quite a few psalms. We have impeccatory psalms. Let's read, uh, let's see if we get a short one here. Uh, these are 35, 69, uh, 79. That's only 13. We might read that. And 109. 109 is a very long uh, uh, chapter. So let's go ahead and read. Uh, Psalm 79. Oh God, the nations have come into your inheritance. They have defiled your holy temple and they have laid Jerusalem in your ruins. Speaking of which, we've already read 79 a little bit ago. So we'll just leave it at that. That's the first verse. If you want to hear it, go back and re-listen to the episode. <laughs> you know, it's, it's I re- try to record these all in one shot, uh, you know, like in one sitting. And uh my wife called me up to uh, for dinner, so I went and had some awesome lasagna. And uh, now I'm sitting here with a full stomach thinking, how can I possibly finish these last 20 minutes or so of recording? Uh, or however many minutes I you know, I had left when I came back. And I'm just like, I'm like in a food coma right now. So I'm like half a brain here. 
Uh, so category six, individual psalms of praise. Category seven, the psalms of trust. Category eight, community psalms of praise. Category nine, hymns and psalms of descriptive praise. This is a pretty big category. Psalms of creation. This is an interesting one. Let's go to Psalm 8. How majestic is your name to the choir master, according to uh, the Giddeth, a psalm of David. O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You have set your glory above the heavens. Out of the mouth of babies and infants, you have established strength because of your foes to still the enemy and the avenger. When I look at your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars, which you have set in place, <clears throat> what is man that you are mindful of him and the son of man that you care for him? Yet you have made him a little lower than the heavenly beings and crowned him with the glory and honor. You have given him dominion over the works of your hands. You have put all things under his feet, all sheep and oxen, and also the beasts of the field, the beasts of the heavens and the fish of the sea, whatever passes along the paths of the sea. O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. So that's the Psalm of creation. We have Psalms of Zion as category 11. And then the liturgical Psalms, uh, which uh, have a few 22, 66, 107, 118, 121, 22, Psalm 120 through 130. Uh, then we have the Songs of Ascent for the Temple, Feast of the Weeks. Uh, and then we have the Hallel, uh, the Hallel Psalms, 113 through 118, were sung at Passover meal and other major festivals. So these liturgical psalms we often sung or recited for various uh, events going on in the Jewish life. So uh, that really is about all I got in in this wonderful book of the Psalms. Again, this is not an exhaustive study or dating of or digging into of the book, um, but I hope that it was enough to whet your appetite so that you will go back and just spend time and dwell on the beauty in the construct of the Psalms. I, my advice when reading this, read all 150 and then over the course of time, break those down into the five books, read the five books and read those, you know, uh, diligently. And then from those five books, then I would say break down into the categories and read Psalms based on the category. And you'll see how they fit by different authors and how different people will say the same thing, but it's written a little different and the language is a little different. So Take that opportunity. I pray that this was edifying for you. Next week, we are going to uh, begin our little journey into Jonah. And then we're going to look at some other minor prophets. Now that we've concluded uh, the wisdom books, we've done Song of Solomon, Ecclesiastes, Job, Proverbs, and now Psalms. And uh, I think I had said last week we were going to do Lamentations. I don't know if I'm going to do that. I, it's just, I don't know, maybe if, if enough people want me to, I will. Um, but I'm really, really itching to do Jonah. So we're going to do Jonah next and maybe we'll come back to Lamentations down the road. This series is going to be pretty long. So, uh, the least of these, it's a series on books that aren't often preached about in the pulpit or taught about in Bible studies and, uh, ones that are often probably not utilized, uh, 
in most Christians' vocabulary. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, I bid you all a good week. I hope you have a great weekend, and uh, I will be back Tuesday with another brand new episode on uh, the Formula of Concord Part 2. And that is that, ladies and gentlemen. Have a great week, and God bless. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. 